welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I'm Kristen. And I'm Tessa. Yay! (laughs) Tessa is here today. We were talking about what we wanted this episode to be about and she had a great idea. So since last episode was about me talking about being single and alone and happy, we're going to get the other side of the things that could happen after divorce and hear Tessa's story of being in a happy, healthy relationship after going through a really terrible marriage separation divorce traumatic experience yeah. Yeah. yeah i thought this would be a really interesting thing to talk about and even listen to when you're listening to our podcast i've had a lot of people reach out to me recently saying that they're really enjoying our podcast and at the same time the things that i have posted are feeling like really happy for me mm-hmm. and i think just talking about because i think even kind of what you were saying and and how you've been feeling is you're just like not ready for any man to be in your space, which totally makes sense. And yeah. if, if it wasn't Corey, my boyfriend, I don't think I would have been able to do this either. I do just want to kind of show um, or talk about, you know, this side of things when you do find somebody that you truly love and how to navigate that and what that looks like. I think it's also good to share because when you leave a relationship, well, and I know that we both actually felt this in the beginning where we're like, there's literally no way that I could even think about being with another person or liking another person or anything like that. And then and then you do, and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, this can happen. Like, yeah. this exists. I can do this, you it's know? It's a shock factor. Yeah. I mean, it's a shock factor for both of us. Yeah. So right around the time that I had left my ex-husband and I had first moved down to Florida, obviously moving in with you, even before I left, you know, it was like, okay, we're going to have our single girl era. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to stay single. Well, first of all, let me just, let me just say this is Tessa. She's like, can we just, when, when we get, when I get there, can you just like not date anybody? Like, can we just not date anybody? I said, can we promise each other that we're not going to date anyone? Let's stay single. And I was like... (laughs) Girl, you don't got to worry about me. Yeah. And I was like, well, you definitely don't have to worry about me because I felt ruined. Yes. It was like the first time in my life coming out of a relationship, I wanted nothing to do with that ever again. At least that's all I could think about in that time. At least for three weeks. <laughs> Okay, side note, this is going to be the podcast where Kristen throws a lot of <laughs> yeah. in the background. In the most loving way. Yeah. So, before I left that relationship, just to give a little bit more insight, in my marriage, and kind of when we talked about we were going through the same thing of our husbands having an affair um, at the same time, mm-hmm. kind of going through that same, that trauma betrayal, you know? Yeah. And I had decided to stay and really try to work it out and we were in therapy for a while and I think that there was always this missing piece for me of just going back to even my childhood I think a lot of my childhood trauma showed up in that relationship and it was really interesting to see and and why I am leaving that relationship with my ex-husband thankful because it did give me an opportunity to really heal a lot of my childhood trauma. Yeah. I was in a lot of therapy on my own. We did a lot of marriage counseling because this stuff was really coming up for me. And, you know, I've had a history of sexual abuse and men constantly being in my life that I couldn't trust, that I was supposed to be able to trust. Mm -hmm. And I think that growing up as a child, having men around that you're supposed to trust that you don't, you don't really realize that until you become an adult and you see how it affects every relationship really with everyone. Right. And until you actually like sit down and 
go within and become a little like introspective about your past and looking actually looking at your past relationships and trying to figure out what was going on in them yeah and how you even ended up in them and like what led you there and then you start to see the pattern and it, the pattern stems from childhood always yeah but I didn't do that either until I was 32 no. and I do think that is one thing I feel like you were doing that a lot through the last couple of years in your marriage whereas mm-hmm. I wasn't there until that very last year like when I was trying to save my marriage so yeah. I'd never been in therapy until we were in marriage counseling yeah and so my first experience with like actual therapy for me was after I left that could be why you are where you're at right now right and I do think that is a huge difference I think seeing who I am and how I show up in my relationship now is different than I've ever shown up in any other relationship because Mm -hmm. I'm more aware and I'm more conscious of the person that I want to be. That is a very big grounding mantra for me is how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be in this time? And I've never really had that thought before. Right. You know, going through all of that and healing that past trauma that I had from, you know, my childhood, all the childhood abuse that I kind of had taken and And it wasn't just therapy, it was hypnotherapy. And if you're not familiar with hypnotherapy, this is kind of like where you go under with a trained hypnotherapist who can kind of get you into this state and you, and I would go back to these memories and like the problem for me was that I was feeling really triggered. So when I would get triggered in my relationship, I would just completely lose it. I mean, you like black out when you get triggered. You just, you just react. You don't, you don't think. Right. And so for me, it was like, how can I navigate these triggers because they are ruining my life and so for me that was kind of my work with her she was an amazing hypnotherapist and I still to this day love her she's gotten me through so many tough times but going back to those moments and healing that part of me that didn't know at that time that it wasn't okay and being able to go back as as an adult and imagining wrapping my arms around that little girl Mm -hmm. who didn't know any better that was a huge awakening moment for me but I still carried a lot of mistrust in my relationship with my husband at the time and it was just something that I would try I'd be like I'm trying but I need you to meet me here you know you're still doing things that I feel like are not okay this is a boundary of mine that I'm just not okay with so I kind of started seeing after years and years of therapy and then going to marriage counseling after he had cheated on me. And, you know, I was seven months pregnant when he cheated on me with our second. Um, he was away on a work trip and um, cheated on me with a stripper. That for me was one of the most traumatic events I'd ever gone through because I had found out almost right away mm-hmm. Um I knew right away something was wrong. We had been in a fight before he left. He had stayed in a hotel the night before he left. And things were rocky already. And then when he didn't answer my phone calls that night, and he didn't answer my phone calls in the morning, I, like, immediately knew something was wrong. Yeah. So I'm working. At that time, I was owning my own salon out in Denver and worked with Venmo really closely. And that's where I saw the transaction that he had paid the stripper on Venmo. I know. Just... 
Yeah, it was Ugh. really awful. I remember being at work, and I had a client, and I was just like, I'm sorry, but I have to go. I have to go right now. And luckily, she was my last client of the day. I mean, I would have had to cancel my whole day, because I yeah. was just beside myself. He was out of town. He was in Vegas. And so I had I was at home with our three-year-old, and I was seven months pregnant. So it was a really traumatic thing to go through, and it really shook who I was as a human being. And I felt like I had gotten to this place throughout marriage therapy counseling with him where I kind of had this realization of like I deserve to trust somebody Mm -hmm. I had this realization that I've never trusted any man I've never wanted to give any man my trust and I was the one who was suffering because of that and I had this kind of realization that I wanted to give that to somebody I wanted to give that to myself Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I could give it to my husband And I remember this moment, like, crying to him. We were in the garage, and we were talking, and, you know, I I was telling him about this kind of, like, epiphany that I had had, where I felt like I deserved to be with somebody that I trusted. I remember looking at him and just, like, tears on my face, you know, and I was just like, but I don't know that I can give that to you. That began the crack in the wall, if you will, of, like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to repair my marriage like I had hoped. Yeah. There were many series after that that kind of proved that we weren't going to get through it, and Mm -hmm. so when we had decided at that time, it was kind of mutual. I think he was tired of feeling like he couldn't be trusted, and I was tired of feeling like he couldn't be trusted. Yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's it was very it's exhausting. literally no way to live your you life. Can't. Yeah. And at that point when I had left my ex-husband, it had been a year since he had cheated on me. And so I just kind of felt like over that year, I had done a lot of healing, but I had also just, I think, really fallen out of love with mm-hmm. him. You know, I just yeah. didn't love him the same. And when I left, it was like, that was it. Yeah. It was done. For me, I was never going to allow him back into my life like that ever again it didn't matter what he said or did it was done for me and I've always kind of been like that like once I'm decided I'm done I'm done I'll give you like a hundred yeah I was just gonna say I mean I'm the same way but there are certain people where like specifically our ex-husband okay we'll give you a lot of chances because we love you yeah but the day that we decide that we're done like every time you get another chance that you're like losing more and more of the person on the other side because you're taking from them and then eventually they just have nothing left to give you that's exactly what I felt like yeah I just didn't have anything left and that was really I think shocking for me because for so long I really believed that this was like my soulmate and my person and I was we were gonna spend the rest of our lives with each other and that love was there and it was real and I will still say that yeah It taught me a lot, and I'm thankful for those things. But after he cheated on me, I didn't know if I should stay or if I should go. Like, before you cheat on me, we're done, you know? And so I was having a really hard time with thinking, is this the right thing to do to stay? You know, we were about to have a baby in two months. We had just bought, like, my dream home. We were supposed to move in in, like, a couple weeks, all right before he cheated on me. So I felt like I owed it to my family. Right to try it also just genuinely feels like there's no way out when you're in those moments it's like if this is an impossible situation to leave right how do I leave this I just bought a house I'm about to have a baby we've been together for seven years where's the exit and any pregnant woman would be able to attest and especially when you're seven months pregnant like you are just in that phase of like you're nesting and it's just It's a whole different mentality. It wasn't just like I wasn't pregnant and I could just leave with my one three-year-old. Yeah. It was like I had to really think what was the best thing to do. By the time that I had left and moved here, 
I was just a different person. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was a very transitional time. And it wasn't long. It was only three weeks of being here that I was like, okay, I need a buddy, you know? I will tell my side of the story. (laughs) So I think I had just gotten out of the shower and I walked (laughs) in. I walked into the toy room. You weren't home. That's why I did it because you weren't home. You were somewhere. Well, I walked into the toy room and you just had this face and you were like, I did something bad. And I was like, what? I was like, what did you do? Oh my gosh. And then you're like, I downloaded Bumble. And I was like, what? Tessa, come on. What happened? I had Single never girl done that era. before. I never had a Bumble. Well, right, Not because even. when we were, I mean, Dating apps were just becoming a thing when we were getting into, like, an acceptable, yeah. like, not a weird thing that old people yeah. did, like, find, find a person online, you know, yeah. it was like, be, Tinder just came out, like, two years or something before we got into our relationship, so neither one of us has ever been on a dating app. Yeah. And she downloaded Bumble. She had, like, five million matches in, like, five seconds. Yeah, it was literally It was, like, five. one o'clock on a Wednesday or something. Yeah, it was, like, five thousand yeah matches. it was crazy and i was so overwhelmed and i was just like i don't want to hear you take it. right so i was like you go take a shower i'm my mind i've been i'm on my like sixth month out well like my fourth or fifth month out of my yeah my leaving my ex-husband so i'm a little more clear and clear <laughs> thinking here so i'm gonna go through these matches and see if there's anybody even remotely acceptable for you to even just be like not even you weren't looking to date anybody you were looking for somebody to go have fun with yeah Yeah. a little validation I remember you saying that I just need a little validation and so I was going through all these I mean it was also a good thing where I was like yeah I'm never getting on these apps (laughs) there's like like, literally nothing going on in here these people nope swipe 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 and then I found one guy. There was only one guy in like five thousand where I was like, okay. And I told you I was like, this is the only one that I even think is even kind of good enough. Yeah. And then there was one other where we were like, oh, this guy might be all right too. And I was like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't give him my vote. But yeah. you, whatever, matched with both of them. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy turned out to be a freaking weirdo. Yeah, the guy. That like within like one day of just yeah, messaging, he was such a creep. <laughs> Yeah. He literally told me over text message within not even 12 hours of texting. And with nothing like prompting it either. Nothing prompting the conversation of, I hope that you're okay with not using a condom because I don't like to use a condom. And I was like, and we're done. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) Freaking weird. What? So yeah, the only one that she thought was suitable was Corey. And of course he's, you know, of course that was right. beautiful <laughs> owned his own business does remodels like renovations on homes has kids also not looking for anything serious lived an hour away he yeah. was like, kind of the perfect situation because yeah. i knew we couldn't ever date so it's just like okay this is the one and we started messaging and we went out that next week and it was literally the best date of my life like we had the best time it was just like dinner with a stranger it didn't feel like that at all there was never one moment where it was quiet or awkward it was like we just knew each other for so long and we were having the best time and listened to live music and went to the beach after and like it was just a whole night of just like it was so much fun you guys went dancing too right yeah we were dancing and yeah it was just he was so much fun and he brought out this side of me that I really liked 
And it was also very nice to be with somebody who, I mean, I remember like we would be walking on the street on the sidewalk where the cars were and he wouldn't even let me walk on the side where the cars were. He would like move around and put me in. Mm -hmm. I just felt like so, like he was like a man. He was like protecting me. And that just felt so good to be with that after Mm -hmm. being with somebody for so long that I couldn't trust and if I'd get drunk, you know, I'd be pissed and hate them, you yeah. know, and like, it was just so nice being with somebody that I didn't feel like that with, you know, so then it was just like, after that, I was just kind of like, okay, I guess that was it, you know, and then it just, like, that wasn't it, it was every time he would text me, I would just feel so giddy, and like, <laughs> you would be looking at me like, what is he saying, like, he's not even really saying anything, like, I don't know why I feel this way, and by our second day, I remember texting you, and was like, okay, I'm in love. And I wasn't, like, really in love. Yeah. We could go from having fun to, like, go to having, like, these serious, deep conversations where I really felt connected with him. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really genuinely cared for him. And that was something new for me for all these relationships that I've been in. I feel like I would find things that I didn't like about them. And I'd be like, I don't like this. You need to fix this. You need to fix that. But with Corey, yeah, he had his things. But, like, I loved his things, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, everything that he did, I was just like, I genuinely like really like you for who you are it felt so safe with him and like he could be somebody that I could trust and get to know and went from zero to a hundred I mean it was over a course of three or four months of like seeing each other regularly regularly before we were like okay I remember remember yeah. it was before Valentine's yeah. Day and I was like okay I'm gonna end things with him you know because my whole motto was like the second that this gets hard or it's not fun anymore I'm gonna cut it off and it had been like months of just like it was just so much fun you know and I was starting to get feelings, and I, like, wasn't sure how he was, and I was like, okay, this is when it's going to start sucking, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back, and tonight I'm going to tell him, like, we can't see each other anymore, and so he comes, and he picks me up, and he opens the car door for me, and there's, like, a bouquet of roses on the center console, and it was the day before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. so I was like, you got me flowers, <laughs> and I was like, damn, <laughs> how can I break up with him now? Yeah. <laughs> And so we had, like, this great dinner, and so anyways, afterwards, I kind of, like, brought it up and, like, asked some personal questions and hoping that that conversation would maybe lead to how he felt, and I told him, you know, I was like, this is where it's going to get really complicated for me because I have feelings for you, and that's when he said that he had feelings for me, too, and so it was just kind of like, we were on the same page Mm -hmm. always, you know, neither one of us, he had just gotten out of a very serious relationship where he had two kids with somebody that he was with for six years. They had, at that time, only been split up for six months. We were very much in the same boat, and somehow that didn't affect how we were with each other. Should we tell them to be quiet? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for all that screaming in the background. <laughs> Hopefully the girls will be quiet now. Yeah. So anyway, back to what you were saying. So, yeah, so I think it just never really affected our relationship, and... I had a lot of things going into it where I was just like, okay, if this happens, I'm not going to be okay with it. I need this to happen. And every time he would like check the box like Mm -hmm. over and over and over. And I remember one night having a conversation and telling him about what had happened about with my ex-husband and how he had cheated on me. And I told him at that time, I was like, am I oversharing? And he was like, no. And so I just kind of kept going. And then that next morning, I remember walking on the beach and I just felt so embarrassed. I was like, I totally overshared. Like, I shouldn't have told him all of that. I was like, I'm going to text him and just say, like, you know, sorry I told you so much or whatever. And I was just like, no. 
if this is my person, I will never feel like I'm oversharing. Like, yeah, that's just what I was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna be who I am, and if he doesn't like it, then he He's doesn't not have to it. take it. Yeah. yeah, like I'm gonna continuously be who I am. And I didn't have my phone on me, and I get back into the house after that walk on the beach, and I had a text message from him, and it and he said. I hope you don't feel like you overshared last night. I'll go everywhere with you, even the dark places. And I remember just being like, who <laughs> is this man? Yeah. Oh, so I think all of it just felt, I think from a very short amount of time of being together, I felt like this person was supposed to be my life. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to know this person. And I think if it weren't all of those things, A, B, C, D, and him kind of checking all these boxes, I don't think I would have been able to be in a relationship after leaving what I had left he has been who I've needed him to be Mm -hmm. and I've been who I've needed me to be and it doesn't go without saying that I haven't had many moments of feeling like that mistrust kind of coming up of can I trust this person and I think passing those tests for both him and for I of being okay who do I want to show up as in this situation and who do I want to be and is is it going to be somebody that I'm proud of being I will say even with being in a relationship that's been great and that I'm like totally in love and just so happy and I love his kids and he loves mine and it's just like it's this beautiful kind of mess really of just like (laughs) we have five kids together and like it doesn't feel overwhelming but you know not something that I ever saw my life going this way and I've had moments of being like okay like I wasn't expecting this. This wasn't part of the plan. And that part has been hard. But I think just staying present and accepting life for how it is and finding my happiness and staying true to who I am has been, like, huge for me being in a relationship. And and being in a successful relationship. I think navigating just a relationship in general is already so difficult when you're intentional but especially coming from betrayal trauma you know you're always kind of wondering well I'm just trying not to bring the past into your present right either and in those moments of feeling triggered it's hard to know it's hard to right. your mind yes. your mind and even your body you know it holds trauma mm-hmm. and in those moments of feeling like that maybe like could feel a little scary and for my ex-husband it would definitely mean something you know but that was him and that's not this person and having to like I remember having to call you the other day and I'm like I don't know what is me being scared and what is like me my body like giving me a warning sign Mm -hmm. you know because when you're in that moment of feeling triggered it's really hard to navigate yeah and what you said was perfect you're like go home meditate see how you feel and I meditated I was alone and my first thought after meditating was who do I want to be in this situation who do I want to show up as for me it was this realization of I was letting the fear of getting hurt control the situation right well and that's also a thing that you do like Mm self-sabotaging because it allows you to have control over the situation because it allows you to be like well I knew this was going to end because you led yourself there because that feels safer than actually going the unknown way where you're at the mercy of other people yeah I've actually read something about that where they said 
you know, people self-sabotage because they can, they know the outcome. Right. And it gives you like a sense of control over the situation, even though it's a terrible thing to do, but it just, it's what you know, what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so you will, you will unconsciously take what is comfortable to you, even though it's actually terrible for you until you become mindful and then you're like, wait, I know that I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I just need to surrender to the moment, surrender to what's happening and let it unfold the way that it's going to unfold. I don't really need to make any decisions about anything. Exactly. Life is just going to unfold however it's going to unfold. And I'm going to be okay. Yes, no matter what. No that, matter yeah. what. Having your own back. And I think for me too, coming out of something that was so heartbreaking and so difficult was like I went through that. And, and survived. And not only did I survive, but I was happy. Yeah, and thrived. Right, exactly. Thriving. I think that is going through what I went through is definitely made me take that outlook on any like everything in life. So when all the crazy stuff that my ex has thrown at me since I've left him, I'm always just like, whatever. I know, I know you that. Do so well I know that. that this is all happening for me. Like all this chaos that you're creating over here. Thank God it's not my life anymore, but also, like, I know that this is happening for me. Like, nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you, and it's all leading you somewhere. And just having that mindset makes makes life so much easier because we create our own suffering by by taking that I need to control this and I need to know what's going to happen and how this is going to play out and I'm so worried that I'm going to get hurt and all these things and we're ruining any chance we have of actual true happiness Happiness. and inner peace because we're so worried about the what-ifs instead of just taking life for what it is in this moment yeah and it's all perception right like Mm -hmm. everything in our mind and everything how we view things how we experience things it's all coming from a perception and normally that is rooted in trauma. how yeah, <laughs> yeah our childhood trauma yeah and my dad was not the best dad when I was younger and so there there's a lot that I probably am not even aware yeah. of because I was too young yeah I know and that's when you start digging into it like crazy yeah. things come up but then it's awesome once you get through the hard part terrible hard part of uncovering trauma because then you have it when things come up and you'd be like oh I'm acting out of trauma right now yeah or I'm triggered I got triggered the other day by my older brother because he did some religious stuff on me and I just went off on him and then after I sent the message I was like oh man I just reacted like I just got my trauma triggered yeah. and I went off on him and I didn't show up like in a in a loving the right way yeah. to handle that so then I apologized to him after and I was like you triggered me like I'm sorry that was you know you can unsend messages now. it was it was on Instagram oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. What I was going to say earlier when you were talking about how the things that your ex has thrown at you and you're just kind of like, okay. And I will say like some of them have been really awful and really hard and you would, I mean, I've seen you a couple of times, you know, just like tremble and cry. And the first thing that you do is you go for a run Mm -hmm. and you meditate and you take the day. You take the day to bring yourself back and then you're able to respond and be the person that you want to be, which is like, okay, yeah, you do that. This is not personal for my life anymore. I'm glad that that's not my life anymore. Yeah. And so I think that that's important to note that it's okay to have that reaction. Right. You're going to have a reaction, but yeah. the it's the pause. There's a quote about like the pause yeah. between like... The, the feeling and the action, if you t- can take a pause before you react and work through it, yeah. you're going to start liking the decisions that you make for yourself 
so much more and just feel so much more in touch with yourself because you'd be like, yes, that's that's how I actually want to show up in life as this person who takes a pause and then chooses the, the higher road. The, and not even the higher road, like the the peaceful road for you. Yeah. Not for them. And I think that's the other thing. People are always like, I don't know how you do this, how you let him get away with this stuff. And I'm like, nothing that I do is for that man. Literally nothing that I do is for him. Everything I do is for me and my daughter so yeah. that like we can live a peaceful life. Yeah. Because if I'm reacting to everything that th- that man does, like I would be living in misery. Yeah. And we're not doing that anymore. No. Like, no. Yeah. We already did that in our marriage. Yeah. I'll be damned if Never. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it doesn't go without saying, you know, we co-parent with these men that you know, our great dads, and I think down the line, we'll be able to find our groove. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and your ex, you guys are pretty much there. I feel like it's pretty set in stone. Yeah. It's, it's groovy. I would say (laughs) we're not there. Me and my ex-husband are not there. Yeah. I I do want to do an episode on just co-parenting with somebody, like how to co-parent with somebody who cheated on you. Cause I have a lot of things that I've been thinking about that is beneficial because I've just I feel like I've just personally in the last couple of months gotten to a place where I don't let anything he does affect me at all in any way anymore where but I had to go work through a lot of things to get there yeah and so go through a lot of full moons baby yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's so true it's it's a process and embracing that journey you know and also just knowing I remember talking to one of my friends and this was in the beginning of dating Corey and just kind of feeling like I don't know like I like really like this guy and I don't want to like this guy right Right. I think that's the scariest part it's like when you find yourself liking somebody and then you're like ooh, this is gonna change everything everything that I have going on right now if I the course of engage in this yeah yeah and I remember being like, you know, what if he, what if he does this, something goes wrong? And I remember her being like, babe, what if everything goes right? Yeah. Give yourself that gift of that thought of what if this is it? Like, what if this is everything I've ever wanted? And I remember seeing things all the time on, even on your post of like you sharing, you know, leaving your husband. I remember this one woman and it like always sticks with me because it actually happened to me of her being like, I left my ex-husband and met the love of my life three weeks later and we're still <laughs> five years. And, of course, like, I can't predict that. There you go. You read that and yeah, then created that reality. My friend said, giving yourself that gift of, what if this is good? Like, right. And know? then also giving yourself the gift of just knowing that if it's not all good, you're going to be good okay. no matter yeah. what. You might hurt for a little bit, but... You, you know now after all the crap that you went through, like you are strong and you can get through anything and you can get through it and you can find happiness because the woman who my husband cheated on me with, she wanted my life. Like she looked at my life and yeah. she was like, that's a good life. I want that life. Yeah. Like, like she, she, wanted, to she wanted to be me for a while there. Like really yeah, she did. scary. But the thing is about my life, my life is so great because of me. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I live in a bus or if I live in a beach house. I am. My life is going to be great because I make sure that my life is great. It's not because of the people in my circle. I mean, yeah. I mean that does well, kind of I, help because you have me. I got great people in my circle, but it, it's not because of my husband. It's yeah. definitely my life isn't great because of my husband. My life isn't great because I live in a bus. My life isn't great because of whatever. My life is great because I 
make that a priority to make sure that I am doing my inner work and finding ways to show up in life and love life. These kids are <laughs> They cannot. Our four and five year olds who are best friends, by the way. Yeah, they're so cute. I just I got so the cutest cute. video of them of Marley recording Rome dancing. Oh yeah. I want to make a, a reel out of it and just be like, this is the level of like friendship. It's so support. true. They were kind of disagreeing on what they wanted to do. Rome wanted to listen to music. Marley wanted to watch a movie, and she goes, "Oh, I know. I can record Rome while she dances because she didn't want to dance." And I was like, "Perfect." And so she's sitting there, and she looks like <laughs> the the mom from Mean Girls. And At the end, like, she's like, "Ooh." <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love them. Hyping her up. So They're cute. cute, but they're so freaking loud. Yeah. But anyway, that's just knowing that, like, no matter what happens in your life, your life is great because of you. Yeah. And when there's people in it who are trying to make your life not great, Release remove, them. yeah, like, yeah. let go of that and know that your life is still going to be great no matter what. Yeah. Because you, you make sure of it. Yeah. And I think affirmations on this time in life are, have been huge for me. Yeah. I mean, every time... Just yesterday I had to do this where, you know, I'm going through this legal process now with my ex-husband and it could go one or two ways. And just speaking it out loud, everything is already working out for me. Mm -hmm. What I want wants me back. And having that kind of mentality for, for the hard things, for the tough things that you go through in life, especially from this person that caused you a lot of trauma and, you know, betrayed you coming back to that mindset of I'm not going to get wrapped up in that downward spiral of like he did this to me Mm -hmm. and my life is awful now it's just like no I'm only focusing on the good right that's a victim mentality and if you have a victim mentality you're going to be miserable you're going to be a victim always no matter what you'll be a victim yeah or you can have a victor mentality and be like this bad thing happened to me what can I learn from this how can I grow from this how can I become better from this yeah I remember walking down the beach and I would be like, okay, life, show me how good it gets. Yeah. I would say that every day. And now, like, I feel like my life is so good. Yeah. Like, I really genuinely feel like that. And people might look at it and not feel like that. But for me, I feel like it's good, mm-hmm. you know? And that's all Well, that's that all that matters, that yeah. you feel like your life is good. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your life. So, all of that <laughs> to say, embrace your journey and... Except that this could be it, you know, even though it doesn't always look great uh, timing wise. I think that was a really hard thing for me. Yeah. Go with the journey and just enjoy every second. I think that that's just kind of been what I've been doing and I've just been really happy here. Yeah. happy. And I think that moving forward, leaving betrayal trauma and having a relationship, it's not easy. It's been really hard for me. It's been really difficult coming up with you know, past traumas and having to identify. And I think just remain true to yourself. And watch your partner. Like, make sure that they're making the effort to help you through that instead of blame it on you. Or make sure that if you're going to be in a relationship, you're choosing a healthy one this time and not choosing a pattern again. Yeah, which I think was just a big thing for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of that shows up in who you are and how you show up in a relationship. Of course, it's picking the right person. Yeah. But then to continuously have this relationship that's growing is you being... Open to growing. Yes. And handling things differently. I was telling somebody, you can be aware of your trauma, but until you decide to choose differently for yourself... That awareness means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I had my hypnotherapist actually, she told me about this thing and I'm going to, I'm going to go off on this tangent, (laughs) but, um, 
dealing with a lot of my childhood trauma around sexual abuse and um, having a pretty traumatic life event happen and it really just kind of shook me to my core and what was the most the biggest kind of topic in doing all of my hypnotherapy and I remember we finally got to this point where she was like you know we've really dealt with this and processed it and so I want you to just imagine that it's in a shoebox up in your closet on a shelf it's not to say that it's not there you know it's there but it's not going to control your life anymore mm-hmm. you have been able to because I felt like what was happening was it was just spilling out all over little pockets of my life yeah. and I was still allowing him that control to ruin my life moving forward with that mindset of you know your past trauma you know that it's there but it's in a box now on a shelf and it's not the main roller of your life yeah and then eventually you can get to a place where you just get rid of that shoebox. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even a thing. Yeah, like it's a thing you had one time, but now it's not a thing that yeah. is a part of your life and how you show up in your life at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the work to do, do that. do the work. <laughs> yeah, so I think the point of this episode, when we touched on it a little bit, <laughs> I say this in almost every episode, but every healing journey is going to be different. Yeah. And... It's going to have some of the same elements, but a lot of the uh, different elements. And whereas, like, we're both on a healing journey still, mm-hmm. but you're on yours in a relationship. And I also think that it's important to realize that you can do a lot of healing on your own. But when you get into a relationship, it's going to bring up things that you can't work on yourself. You need another person yeah. to help you one bring up traumas and triggers and things that you've buried yeah and then help you work through them in a healthy way yeah and that's the difference between a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship because i feel like in every relationship your partner is going to trigger you yeah on certain things and in unhealthy relationships we don't work through those yeah together in a healthy way we do toxic things instead of Try exactly. to heal whatever came up together. Exactly. And I think, yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you can hear the girls in the back. Like, uh, <laughs> man, they they really are giving us a, a run for our money on this episode. Yeah. Like, sorry, we're we're moms, y'all. We got kids, <laughs> and they they scream in the background of they, our podcast. They just love each other. Again, that is really important. I think if it wasn't Corey, I don't I don't think this experience would have gone this way yeah but I just think having somebody right I thought it was going to be your Denver like that's what I was thinking I was like yeah it's our Denver you know because we're our lives usually like parallel within six months of each other one we're hey it could be now yours is paralleling six months from mine you know like I had this path and maybe you're next you know you just never know (laughs) you really never know what's gonna happen you never know that's for sure and that's cool I'm cool with that. <laughs> I got to get cool with it. <laughs> I know. Well, that is the biggest thing. And I've, yeah. I've had my own share of having to allow it to just be what it is and honor it for what it right. is. Right. And not like worry so much about what it could be yeah, in the, the worst bad way. Scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having to retrain those thoughts. And I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity to do that. You know, it's almost interesting in a way because I wanted that in my marriage and Mm -hmm. I just, it wasn't with that person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's healing that part of me to be with somebody who I can come to and be like, you know, maybe my ex would have called me crazy, but you know, the, one of the times that I've gone to Corey and kind of been, like, freaked out a little bit and been like, I need to take a step back because I'm feeling like I'm not really liking myself. And he's like, no, he's like, 
I don't want you taking a step back. Like, come talk to me, you know? And never getting mad at me or raising his voice at me. It doesn't become a fight. It's like, you know, the first thing that he said was, this is scary, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it's terrifying. He was like, I'm not going to let you down. That's what I want. Right. From and a man. I also think one thing that when we were having a conversation the other day and and I remind you too is and I was just reminding another girlfriend about this cuz she's actually like in the dating scene right now and it's Oh, it's rough Sounds. Out oh terrifying. my gosh. I actually want to have her come on the podcast cuz she was telling me some stories and they were just freaking nuts. But remember that you're the prize. Like you're yeah. on the pedestal. And you got to always keep yourself on that pedestal. And it's not a selfish thing to, to do. It's what keeps a, a relationship with a man in check. Is like, you're the one on the pedestal. You're the prize. You're the thing that he is working to keep in his life. That he wants to like support and pursue and do that. And the only way that he's going to want to do that is if you keep yourself on that pedestal. Yeah. And that's the only way you're going to be feel safe and happy too. Is because you got to remember, like, I'm the prize in yeah. this. I am, I'm the prize, always. Keep yep. yourself on that pedestal. And when you start feeling unbalanced, it's because you start taking yourself off that pedestal and you start, like, disconnecting from yourself and, and worrying about things that you shouldn't even be worrying about because you're, you're the, the freaking prize. prize. Like, yeah. And it feels so much better to think that yes. than it does to, like, when you're spiraling thinking the worst. Like, right. I and feel better about myself when like, I think Like, literally, I'm the prize. when I think about the end of my marriage, I was, like not the prize. I was the dirt on the ground that this man was walking all over. And I took myself off that pedestal. And I let him do that to me because I wanted to save, like, I wanted to save my marriage and my family so bad that I was like, I'm gonna sacrifice myself for this. And that really screwed everything up. Yeah. So always be the prize. Okay. And I think that is kind of good area to wrap it up so remember you're the prize wherever you're at there's a there's a good chance you're listening to this podcast and you're just coming out of your marriage and in that place where you don't feel like you could ever be in a relationship ever again or find yourself attractive to a man or be attracted to a man or just like be do any of that be open with a man. yeah that's how I felt for so long after and I just feel like it's good to hear stories like this because it it's like oh wait no you can you can go through that kind of stuff and then you can find happiness with another partner if that's what you want to do that's what you want yeah Yeah. all right tell me what you're (laughs) grateful for it's our grateful segment okay well i guess i'm just you can't say Corey. nope you've already done that <laughs> i haven't done that yeah you did you did that on our red flag episode oh yep i am thankful that we have gone to spend the morning together and yesterday for a couple hours yeah oh and can i also just add i'm grateful for that when you get in a relationship make sure you still date your best friend yes <laughs> Make sure also that you don't push away your best friend. I'm not. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, it's don't still... make time for your best friend. Yeah. Because that keeps you on the pedestal too. Your best yeah. friend will remind you. Yeah. You're the freaking prize, babe. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it also just feels good to have a best friend relationship that yeah. you still want to invest in. You know, where it's like, yeah. not like I just want to be all caught up in my relationship. Yeah. I want, I want both. A life, yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Aww. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to do, I'm thankful for Indian food. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were thankful that your best friend's in a good relationship. <laughs> no. no. Is 
Indian food, ladies and gentlemen. Indian food. <laughs> we should go to that Indian food place, by the way. Yeah, but do you get it? <laughs> no, I don't get it. Yeah, how do you not get it? Oh, man. You I'm disappointed in you as my best friend oh right now. Oh, my God. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Jeez. Okay. But also, I we like should go one. get Indian food. All right. All right. We are signing off. We are like signing we off. done 30 minutes ago. Obviously, we're always thankful for you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast, sharing it. We're getting a lot of listens now, so it's I know. really exciting. It's really exciting. People that I wouldn't even imagine that are listening are writing me being like, I'm really enjoying this and sharing personal experiences, and I love that. Yeah, me too. So that's awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. As always, follow us over on TikTok or Instagram. Let's grow through it. We have over a 1,000 followers on Instagram now. Yeah. So... We're doing big things here. <laughs> and we love you all, and we will see you maybe next week. We'll try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>